0: So, friends, one of the uh, great privileges of campus ministry uh, is the ability to get to do a lot of weddings, um, get to know uh, people through their college years and make a connection with them, and, and then uh, they often want to have you do their wedding. And so, uh, I think the last three years I've been averaging like 25 weddings a year. Um, and there, there's great elements great privilege to do that, um, but there's also some burdens with these, uh, um, I don't particularly like to travel, so like, and be away from the parish on a weekend, um, and then, you know, you have to sit at it, you know, I'm going to be just brutally honest with you today, right, you know, you got to sit at a table often at a rehearsal dinner with a bunch of people you don't know, try to make small talk, you know. The food's never as good as advertised. You know, i just be honest about it. Um, and, and wedding receptions are, are just not my scene. Um, I don't know what it is. Um, uh, I, I, one thing I've realized is when people start drinking, they wanna share with you all their hot takes on religion uh, throughout the evening, everything they've ever thought um, about religion. Um, you know, dancing's not really my scene anymore. I used to dance only to attract women. And since that's kind of off the table, it's like, why dance? You know? There's just a lot. And the, there's other reasons, which I, I should probably take to my a spiritual director, a therapist, about why I don't like wedding receptions. Anyway, all of that to uh, preview. Uh, the gospel today, in which Jesus, unfortunately for me, uh, paints the kingdom of heaven as a gigantic wedding reception. Um, But the first reading gives us a taste. There's going to be very good food. It says juicy, uh, juicy meats, uh, good tasting wine, right? So anyway, we get this image of the wedding reception, and, you know, it's interesting, uh... I I see this parable very similar uh, to the parable of the sower and the seed. In that, there's kind of a human element, which is the human receptivity, in the case of the sower and the seed, to the seeds that God scatters. And in this case, the human receptivity to the invitation to the wedding reception. And that's what I've tended, I don't know, in prayer and preaching to sort of focus on But very similar to the parable of the sower and the seed, there's the other side of the equation, the divine side, right, which shows an incredibly generous host, right, in the sower of the seed who just keeps scattering seed even though the return's not that great, and in this case, a a host that just keeps inviting people, right, and keeps getting invitations rejected and just keeps inviting people. So I just wanted to uh, preach a little bit today on that human and divine element. So on the human side, um, I see the the different types of people that reject the invitation, right, as um, kind of describing the different dispositions of the heart that make it difficult for us to accept God's constant invitations for deeper union with us. Right, so if you notice the first group, I'm going to call them the indifferent or the apathetic heart, right? They get the invitation in the mail, and like I tend to do with a lot of things in the mail, they just throw it away, right? They get the invitation in the mail. They're not interested, okay? This is the indifferent or the apathetic heart, right? Nothing seems to prompt or inspire them to be open to the various ways that God wants to invite them into deeper union, the second group I'm going to call the preoccupied heart, or the busy heart, uh, the noisy heart, right? These people, they get the invitation in the mail, and they're like, you know, that wouldn't be so bad to go to this wedding reception, but I've got stuff to do. I'm busy. So the one goes to his business, it says. The other goes to his farm, right? They got they got stuff to do. Okay? They don't have time to sit down and accept the invitation uh, that God is giving. And so in our lives, spiritually, that could mean that we're just too busy for God, right? We don't make God a priority. We don't make prayer a priority. We don't make Sunday Mass a priority. We don't make things in which God can speak to us and invite us into deeper union a priority. The third is just the hardened heart, right? The third set of people that are invited just beat up the servants, you know, that's kind of harsh. It's like they weren't, you know, they were just the, they were they're like the mailman. It's like beating up the mailman for delivering mail that you don't like, right? So they, their, their heart is so hardened. Not only do, are they indifferent to the invitation, not only are they maybe too busy, but they are offended, right, and hardened and cold to the invitation itself. And so spiritually, we might get um, so hardened and jaded uh, to God and to others that we become really incapable of God's grace penetrating us and gaining access to us in any significant way. And then the fourth one's really interesting. It's a, a guy that actually goes to the party, but he's not wearing the proper attire. This I want to call the entitled or the presumptive part. Right, so at that party, he's like, he's already there, so he's like, who are you? Who are you to tell me what I can wear? I can wear anything I want to your part. You know? If I want to wear sweatpants and a t-shirt, I'm wearing sweatpants and a t-shirt. Who are you to tell me What I can and cannot wear. Now spiritually, that plays itself out as a kind of sense of of taking God for granted. Right? Of, Of because I know that God's inclined to mercy and unconditional love, that I say it doesn't really matter what I do. I presume I'm good with God. Right? Just because he's made an invitation right i feel entitled that even if i'm not growing in faith and in good works that i just i'm just as fit for the party as the people that have at the party that have been growing in faith and in good works so this is the entitled So these are four dispositions I think Jesus is giving us for us to look at ourselves, right? That, that last line is haunting. Many are invited, but few are chosen. Few are chosen not because God's not generous with inviting. Few are chosen because very few can overcome those four spiritual dispositions. Very, very few can overcome the indifference, uh, the preoccupation and busyness, The hardening and callousness and the entitlement and presumption that make it very difficult for God to gain access to deeper union uh, with us. So that's kind of the bad part of the the parable. The good part is God as the host just keeps inviting. Right? He doesn't get discouraged. It's, again, very similar to the parable of the sower and the seed. God keeps sowing seed on three types of ground that give him, like, no return, right? The rocky ground, the path, uh, the, the, the ones among thorns, but he just keeps sowing seeds there. God keeps inviting, right? He doesn't get discouraged when the first group's apathetic. He doesn't get discouraged when the second group's preoccupied. He doesn't get discouraged when the third group beats up the messengers, right? He just keeps inviting to the... To the feast, right? Right, I mean, uh, when couples are trying to make up their invite list, right, for weddings, it's a very stressful process, right, because uh, there's always multiple voices uh, in the picture. Um, For example, you're like, uh, number, right? So who do we cut, right? And then somebody says, well, this family member despises this family member. So we gotta seat them, if we invite them both, we gotta seat them at different sides of the reception hall. right? Or, we can't invite this friend, but not this other friend. Right? That's gonna lead to huge divisions, right? And it's very rare that if parents are helping their kids to pay for the wedding, it's very rare that the parent says, you have an unlimited fund, okay? You can invite, the reception hall we got can seat Ten thousand. You can invite every person that you have ever met that has been meaningful to you in any way, right? Invite them all, and I'll, we'll get whatever dinner you want, okay? Right? Parents, have you done this to your, for your kids? No, right? But that's the image that God uh, is presented of God as the host in this uh, parable. God, as the extremely generous benefactor and host, who just keeps inviting and doesn't get deterred by the various ways that we often reject the invitation. So if we reject it one day because we're too busy, God says, well, maybe if I send them an invitation the next day, they won't be that busy, right? Or we're apathetic one day and God says, you know what? They were indifferent yesterday for some reason. I'm going to keep inviting the deeper, union. God keeps inviting us to the banquet feast. Right? Many are invited. That's the divine side. You are chosen as the human side because we put up obstacles and barriers to accepting the invitation. Friends, in the Eucharist, we get a foretaste of the great Eucharistic banquet or the great heavenly banquet that we will all experience. We pray today that we would, we would RSVP. Uh, to the banquet feast that God is inviting us to constantly for deeper union with us, and that we would set aside the dispositions of our heart that put up barriers, that we'd set aside our indifference, our preoccupation, our callous, our sense of entitlement, that we would set those aside so that we can actually accept the invitation that God wants for us. And the good news is that even if we reject the invitation today, God's probably going to send us another one.